It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. It's Tuesday of Fight Week, quite early on actually, and this is already the second interview with Mr. Eddie Hearn. Okay, let's start. How are you, first of all? Sorry. It's nice of you to ask. Just not come over here and get me some more views. You've actually asked me how I am. Thank you. I'm very well. Normally you ask you how you are. Mm, interesting. Mm. Um, let's talk about the kind of bit of breaking news from last night regarding Joe Cordina. Mm. Um, from the outside, it looks very harsh yeah. that he's been stripped due to his injury and he can't defend against uh, Rakimov on the fifth. So can you just kind of explain the process of exactly what happened? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm always the first to scream and shout when something's been harsh from the governing bodies. Here it's actually not. It appears to be, but if you listen to what I'm about to say, you'll understand why. So Kenichi Agawa, who is the world champion was due a mandatory against Rakimov. We applied for an exception for a Gower to be able to fight Joe Caldina. And the IBF granted that exception under the resolution that the winner must fight Rakimov within 90 days. It's quite standard procedure, really, which we were fine with because, you know, Rakimov was the number one and it's a good fight. Um, Joe Caldina goes out, knocks out Kanichi Gower. The IBF then writes, within a couple of days, as they do, to say you must start negotiations with uh, um, uh, Rakimov for the fight. Joe Caldina goes back to the gym and actually injures his hand straight after the Agawa fight. So we have to go to the IBF again, even though they've said no exceptions, and say, look, we're really sorry, but we can't do this fight within 90 days. We'd like to do the fight in November in Abu Dhabi. Rakimov wasn't very happy, but Aegis and those guys accepted it. So did the IBF and said, look, we'll accept this, but like, absolutely no other exceptions, you know, not, not allowed. This has got to be the final fight date. Okay. Joe Caldina goes into camp, first spa, first punch of the spa, breaks his hand and he's out for what will probably be six, seven months of which time you have to go back to the governing body and go, look, I'm really sorry. I know you said that that was the final date, November 5th, but he's broken his hand and he's going to be out till next summer. Really, 
we had no leg to stand on. And I know people can talk about interim titles and, and stuff like that, but when there is a resolution in place and when you've got Rakimov, who's been waiting to fight for the full title, they really didn't have any choice. Joe will go back in as number one challenger and it will be our job now. Rakimov has been ordered to fight Zelfa Barrett, which is great news for Zelfa Barrett. And we will look to make that fight on Abu Dhabi on November the 5th with the winner signing up to fight Joe Caldina so he can try and become a two-time world champion straight off the bat when he returns at the end of spring-summer uh, 2023. So it's devastating for Joe because he announced himself on the world stage and unfortunately, because of the way it played out, the IBF didn't really have much choice but to do it this way. The only icing on the cake is that Joe Caldina will get a shot at his old world title as soon as he comes back to the sport, and hopefully that's against Zelfa Barrett in what would be a massive all-British fight. OK, the way you explained that there was quite simplistic and to the point, and it yeah. actually makes sense, Thank so you. it's all right. It really, really means a lot. It means yeah. a lot, yeah. Cheers, Brad. Um, so, in regards to Zelfa Barrett, mm-hmm. obviously the fight is only, what, four and a half weeks out. Yes. So where is Zelfa Barrett in terms been, of training? He's been due to fight in November anyway. It's a massive opportunity for Zelfa Barrett. I mean, firstly... You know, we could do this fight in Abu Dhabi, neutral territory. You always want home advantage, but they want the fight in Russia. So it's a massive opportunity for him. He's ready. You know, honestly, he can beat Rakimov. It is a 50-50 fight, but he should and, and will take it with both hands. And I believe he'll become world champion in Abu Dhabi on November 5th. So is that confirmed then, or are you still got things it's to work out? that that fight is, is the fight for the world title. Now we're just going through the procedure with Rakimov and Pat Barrett and Steve Wood, and like Rakimov's ready to fight, obviously. Zelfa was ready to fight in November, and hopefully we can announce that in due course. Okay. Um, so, yeah, last night's launch party. Mm. Um, yeah, it was good. I like it when the design do his launch party. There's a lot of people Match there. Match room. We Is played, it? I think. Yeah, we played. What the invite said, the zone. Did it? Okay, maybe they played. If the zone invited me, Match If the zone invited you, they should play. Okay. So we'll, we'll get onto that. Uh, yeah, it's just a start of fight week. Obviously, it's going to kind of kick off. Do you expect that sort of his view bank and his team are doing stuff over there? Do you expect that we'll see violence? No, I was going to talk about Hugh Bank Senior again. Do you oh, think right. we'll see him at the press conference on Thursday? No. no, I don't. I think you might see him at the fight. You know, I hope he is at the fight because you know it'd be good to see him support Junior, and it's been a big part of his career. But you know, um, we'll, we'll have to see. What do you make of Hugh Banks like training himself for this fight? I never think it's great to train yourself. And, you know, he says, look, I know myself, I know my body, I know what to do in the ring. And I'm never a huge believer in that, but he's experienced. Like, and he honestly thinks that this is going to be a, a walk in the park on a summer's day, as he said. And he thinks he's going to walk through Conor Ben and knock him out. And I, I disagree. But he's very, very confident. Is he being almost too dismissive of the fight, or is that just part of his yeah, build-up mind games? I think he knows Connor's a, a very good fighter, you know, but he also believes that his size and his ability and his chin can walk through the firepower of Conor Ben. I, I think that's a dangerous tactic, in all honesty, and I'm not sure whether he'll do that or not, but it would lead to a great fight. OK, um, just finally, I, I am going to ask you kind of two things in one, and I'll let you kind of answer both in one after the other, obviously. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I'm sure you would have seen John Fury's video last night, um, which was obviously uh, a message to yourself. And we've since heard some comments regarding AJ Fury. Fury, AJ from George Warren today, saying that this is now kind of done with. Um, Can you make comment on both those? 
points. Yeah, on the first one, John Fury. I mean, imagine having a, a sensible conversation with John Fury. I mean, any anyone can watch that video and think, what on earth is he talking about? I mean, on one hand, they're calling AJ, in their words, a shit house, but they're criticising him for not taking step aside money to take easy fights. On the other hand, that whole step aside situation was dead because Tyson Fury refused to fight Alexander Usyk without a warm-up fight. So, again, absolute, like, I mean, I don't even know if he actually knows or if that's actually what he believes. So I don't think he's a liar. I just think he doesn't, he sort of hasn't really processed the information. Um, but when you watch that on Instagram and then you watch Tyson on Instagram, understand these are the people that you're dealing with. It's really not that straightforward. Um, on George Warren's comments, some of what he said was true. Like, I don't think it's a blame game. He said he didn't hear back from Matchroom on... We didn't hear back from Queensbury. We were told that the fight is dead if we don't sign it on Thursday. We didn't sign it. And since then, no one spoke to it. I mean, we, to be honest, after what, everything that was said on Instagram, like, my instructions weren't really to race back and pander to Tyson Fury and beg him for the fight. So, yeah, I mean, in the, in the respect of there hasn't really been any communication since the end of last week, that is true. Um, he said that we slowed down the communication. No, your client came out and told our client that the fight was 100% off and there was no way he's getting his opportunity. But again, as I said on Instagram this morning, um, digest the information and ultimately, if in doubt or if you need to panic, blame Eddie. It's a simple way out. So, is this now from your side as well? Oh, yes, you said that yeah, you've been willing to speak yeah, about it again. With, Look, with we, are, we, we are willing to speak about it, but we're in a very busy fight week at the same time. I don't want to start getting into a back and forwards that could affect this fight getting made at some point. Right? And I think we made good head... Don't, don't forget that when we signed, signed for the Fury fight, we signed, they didn't sign, a few months back, there was no negotiations between Matram and Queensbury. It was all done via Saudi. Okay? Now, in this situation, um, we're in a situation where all of the talks have been between myself, Frank Smith and George Warren. And there's good communication back and forward. We were probably going to make John Ryder against Zach Parker. So what I don't want to do is break any of that good start made to hopefully make some fights by saying he done this and he done that. Um, ultimately, the fight couldn't get made now. Can it get made? Yes, 100%. Willing to talk about it at any time. But, you know, we were told categorically <coughs> by Mr Fury that the fight was dead and there was no way he was taking the fight. So, from AJ's point of view, I don't think he really wants to engage with him. But, and that, we were told that twice, but one was apparently the final, final time. So, in regards to Anthony Joshua's next move... After this fight week is over, mm -hmm. is it a case of you now looking to see what Joshua will do at the back end of this year? Yeah, we'll look at dates and venues. December 17th is, is a date that you know we like. The venue option isn't great for December 17th. Which is where? Uh, Wembley Arena. A great, great arena, but just in terms of size, you know, I think it holds 10,000, 11,000. Um, but AJ wants to get out. You know, he's been training hard. Um, you know, December 3rd was never an ideal date and someone started playing that back to me, like, like playing me saying that last night, going, no, look, look, see, it was never an ideal date. I've said that a million times. AJ wanted, well, we wanted December 17th. 
They told us, no, the only way you're going to get the fight is December 3rd. And AJ said, I'm willing to fight on that date. So gives him a little bit more time because, you know, he's still coming off a defeat over 12 rounds against the pound-for-pound pound number one. So, um, you know, he'll, he'll continue and we'll keep playing. So has he accepted that this is done with, yeah? He accepted it was done with <coughs> last Monday when Tyson Fury came out publicly and abused him and said, the fight's off. Then when he did it again on Thursday and he said, the fight's off, get to the back of the queue with all the others, you big dosser. I mean, how many times you got to say it for the other bloke to go, oh, do you know what, fucking leave him. But, and then it's like, well, they never come crawling back after he said that. No, we didn't. So sorry about that, but it's all right because John, we cost Tyson, we cost AJ 110 million pounds. Okay. Well, look, let's end on obviously this interview. I'm going to interview every day this week, by the way. Just to you know. need the numbers. I don't need the numbers. We like you the numbers. We want the numbers. Need the numbers. Everybody the numbers. needs the numbers. You need the numbers. Oh, and I'm man enough to say I need the numbers, baby. All right, so we're helping the each numbers. other. We're helping the each other. The numbers make the world go round. Um, this is still, like, I can't get bed around this fight, it's actually happening. Oh, to a lot of people are saying it is actually yeah. really weird, yeah, and I think. Um, and uh, on, on Saturday, when we see these two in the ring about to face off, it's going to be a wild one. A real wild one. <laughs> Just to let everyone know, like, the plan for the week, obviously, tomorrow's the open, open workout. workout. 2 p.m. Thursday is the press conference, and Friday is the big weigh-in at the O2, at the Indigo. Get there early. Uh, no tickets required. First come, first serve is going to be. Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.